This is Moonshine and Music with Joe Shelton. Wait a minute, that's me. Anyway, we're going to bring you some inspiring songwriters, musicians, and maybe some side challenges and other stuff around the music industry. So stick with us right now, because the show is coming your way. Woo! Moonshine and Music starts right now. well hopefully you're not too nervous usually i am like uh yeah it's just uh i don't know it's just ah (laughs) (laughs) welcome to moonshine and music we are in greenfield riley park socially distanced and in the open air for a live show shoot today with my man boomer hervis also known as nervous hermis from Nervous Hermes and the Buskers. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. It's Thank good you. Good to have you on, man. Thank you for having me. Thank you. So, like, uh, you know, the thing is, I've been measuring how long I've known you by the length of your beard. <laughs> because when we met, I don't think you had one at all. Nope, and no, no. I, uh, I was clean shaven. This this beard just turned a little over a year couple, about a week ago. So that would be, that, so. there we go. That's about the... <laughs> So, um, uh, the, you know, it, it, at least we have something to measure it by, right? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I, I need to get one of those shirts that has the. I think I'm down to uh, maybe pirate or a little past it, like not quite. Like get, a measurement system on yeah, the shirt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that idea. <laughs> it's like I'm, I know I'm shooting for Gandalf, so that's that's like way down here, I think. So. Or or, or uh, what's the the uh, Dumbledore? Right, yeah. right, yeah. Dumbledore, I think, might have even been a little bit longer than the Gandalf. Yeah, yeah. I think his was really long and then tied off at the bottom. Yep, yep. Like <laughs> for another few inches. So you know. Um, but uh, you know, usually we start out this uh, show trying to figure out a little bit about the artists and um, you know where they're from. There's a little bit of wind, so if the video gets a little shaky to everybody, that that's that's actually natural wind. We aren't piping it in or anything. We don't have fans. Uh, <laughs> it's a gorgeous day out and nice breeze. So. Yeah, so, you know, where where'd you, where where are you from? Where would you grow up? I was born in uh, Wisconsin, uh, about the, the town of Nina, which uh, a lot of people may not know where that is, but a lot of people in Indiana know where Appleton is because they love to go up there and play shows. So not, not far from Appleton. Um, oh. And then, uh, so kind of out in the middle of Wisconsin. Yeah, about center, central east of, of the state, about 45 minutes from Green Bay. So, so really cold winters. Yes, yes. So like, well, uh, moderately cold, yeah. So it's like I, I consider it down here to be pretty mild. So <laughs> yeah, you're like this is the deep south. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I lived in Wisconsin. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. It's like when we first moved here, I asked my dad's like, why does everyone sound like a cowboy? Because all I had to go off of was TV. So <laughs> wow. So how old were you when you moved out of Wisconsin? I was ten. Ten. So and uh, and and you may hear this through the microphone, but I, I still have an accent, according to everyone around here. Uh, a little. But I, yeah. I, a lot of that's because I, I return often because I still have a lot of family up there, and uh, it's really just to maintain this accent. Otherwise, it'll it'll go away. <laughs> you go up just to maintain the accent. Right. <laughs> well, I visit family too, but yeah, that's... it's not really the family. Don't don't let them don't don't let them fool you. <laughs> it's it's really the accent. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Do. Um, 
Did you, I mean, uh, was it his job or something that moved you down this way? It was my dad's job. What uh, did he, he do? He was working for a company uh, called Hillrom, and they had merged with his old company called SSI, and their their uh, their headquarters is in Batesville, Indiana. But his, huh. his office was in Indianapolis. Oh, so what do they do? Uh, they make hospital beds. Oh, really? Yep. Okay. So, oh. and, uh, and they work in conjunction with the, the Hildenbrand or Batesville, uh, Batesville Casket Company out there, too. So, I see. But, so, um, you, uh, th did your mom work, too, growing up, or was it just... She didn't work until my sister went to kindergarten. Uh, just because of the empty nest in the house, me and my brother in school as well. So, uh, so she got a job at at a, a school nearby uh, as a uh, cafeteria bookkeeper. Really? So, yep. So, yeah, she's been. Uh, so she was the one that like would always bitch at me for not paying my uh, paying my lunch fees or whatever on ex time. Exactly. Yeah, she she'd be the one to send those emails or make those phone calls in the, in the most cheery fashion as possible. So, <laughs> so. Well, when I there wouldn't have been emails when I was doing. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I, I, I'm I'm too old for that. It would have been pre pre email days. Yeah, you, you've gotten uh, the phone call from Mrs. Hermes. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> Mrs. Hermes would have ate me up. I was always late. I, luckily, I didn't go to that school. Uh, <laughs> so you, did you go uh, to school in Indy? I yes. Uh, I went. I I did fifth grade over in uh, the same school that she started her job at, and then uh, did high school at North Central on the north side, up up uh, 86 and Keystone area. Yeah, well so, that's cool. So, um, uh, what what did you do? I mean, uh, did you uh, learn to play music in school, or were you uh, were you uh, like in the band or guitar player or something back then? Or uh, it was it was really I I just I wanted a guitar. Uh, for my birthday one year, and, or for Christmas even, and, and Ma thought it was just going to be a phase. So, uh, so then come around my birthday that year, uh, she's like, what, "What would you like for your birthday?" And I was like, "Same thing as I wanted for Christmas, a guitar." So that that was sixteenth uh, birthday, I got a guitar. So, oh wow! Yeah. So and and I should be a lot better than I am playing since I was sixteen, but you know, you know how it goes. So. Hey man, we're all whatever level of talent that God gave us. Right, right. You, know, you can you can work hard at it and get better, but you know some people like they just grab the thing and it's insane, and other folks have to really work. You know, no, so yeah. I never think about that. You know, it's it's whatever. Uh, for me, it's whatever kind of art that you can make with it, not you know how skilled. You right. Know, I I don't know about you, but like, there's some guitar players that like everybody celebrate, and I'm just like, yeah, he's really great, but I don't like the stuff he's playing. <laughs> you know, right. it's not it's not my stuff. You know, not my thing. So yeah, I get that. You know, and yeah. there's the you know you got your categories of virtuosos, like the argument to who's the greatest guitar player in the world, and you yeah. know, it's John Petrucci, but you know, other people oh. may have a <laughs> other people may have a different opinion about that. So. Other people may think Eddie Van Halen or right, Jimi or Hendrix or you know Saturani or uh, yeah or uh, Steve Vai too. Right, so. yeah, all, all those guys. I mean, um, I I, I kind of feel like you know uh, the greatest guitar player in the world is uh, whoever whoever's music you're listening to today. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and that's 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 uh, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, do you do you feel like you know music isn't necessarily a competition? You it, know, it, I, it shouldn't be, but I, I get that notion every now and again. Um, you know, just uh, I get inside my own head, and it's just you know, and I and I try to remind myself even before getting on a stage, like this is this isn't a competition. We're sharing with each other. 
you know, and right. uh, trying to build each other up instead of instead of doing the whole "I'm better than you" or "You're better than me." <laughs> so, do you like what, do you look for your personal best? Do you compete against yourself when you're writing songs? I do, I do. Um, it's uh, I I always try to outdo my last project, like and it and uh, and it's and, and that's where I get inside my my own head a lot, and like and I, and sometimes there might be a long period where I don't put out anything new. Because in my head, it's not as good as the last thing I did. So, hmm. but I, you know, I, that, that's a, that's an interesting writer's block. Do you do you have something that you do special to get out? Like when you have a writer's block moment? I do. Um, I start watching uh, music documentaries. Uh, you know, uh, or or even live performances. Uh, just things similar to uh, things similar to like uh, like behind the music or something or. Or a music-based movie, and my favorite go-to is uh, is the movie Once, which became a Broadway musical years later. Really, uh, I don't think I've watched that one. So it's it, it was a movie. It came out in 2006, and uh, it was supposed to star Killian Murphy. And uh, it, it's a movie by John Carney, who is also famous for uh, Sing Street or Begin Again and, mo- and movies like that. Um, but Killian Murphy dropped out probably to do Batman or something, and uh, and and John Carney's like, I you know I still want to make this movie, so he called up his buddy Glenn Hansard, who uh, is famous for Falling Slowly, which is where that he wrote that song with his band The Frames, and had a whole list of songs, and that song ended up making the soundtrack and winning an Oscar for uh, for best original song in a film. Hmm. So wow, I, I need to check out that film. I mean, I, I do. I, I kind of like to watch uh, film uh, uh, music documentaries too. And uh, not long ago, I got wrapped up in the Eagles one. Have you seen that one? I have not. No. Oh my God, it's so long. It lasts like six hours. Oh or yeah. It's really great, but it's like I, I started watching it, thinking, "Ah, oh, you know, this will be cool," because I came across it on some like you know online on-demand service or whatever. <laughs> I started playing it, and, and like you know. I was like, man, this seems kind of long. You know, I, I I didn't even look at the thing and how long it was. And I just kept watching it and like, you know, dinner came and went. And like, <laughs> my wife's like, is that still going? Like, how long is that thing? You know, I'm like, I don't know. And then I looked and I was like, holy crap. You know, but, but the, even though it was like a lot of a lot of time, you still learned a lot, though. Like, and it's that. Oh, yeah. Continuous I mean, learning. And that's uh, every experience you have is is a is a learning point, you know. Um, and I'll, and also other things that I'll do besides the documentaries is a uh, years ago I got a book called The Handbook for the Frustrated Songwriter, and hmm. and what it introduced me to was uh, uh, immersion composition. What that is, and it's just a, it's it's really to teach you how to turn off that inner critic, like. Write any bull crap that you think of, or, or just the simple, uh, like my favorite one to use is just write something true, you know, and build upon that. Um, but with that immersion composition, I guess society, you could say, uh, there's a lot of immersion writers. Um, it's all, it almost seems prolific at times, but when you get started, it's really hard because you're trying to get over those mental hurdles, you know, and, and trying to. You know, and I still have a hard time with it too. Like, otherwise, I'd be pumping out 20 songs a day. But, but the, you know, <laughs> but that, but that's the end goal of that of that book is to. Your goal is to write 20 songs in one day, like wow. without that mental critic. And I've, I think the most I've ever gotten is maybe four, 
<laughs> you know, but even that. But that's like, still like one song a week is is a lot, <laughs> you know, for any songwriter, you yeah. know, that it you know, for I guess when you put it on average like that, but uh but that's it's I always try to remind myself turn off that inner critic and just and just write write something true. So, so the, you know, did you, you you said you got a guitar at 16. Did you start when did you start writing songs? How old were you when you did that? I I would say I I can almost pinpoint the day. Um it was it was either well, I I had the I I think it was December 6th or 8th of 2007 or 6. I had uh I had gone to see Ray LaMontagne on his uh, "Till the Sun Turns Black" tour, and it was it was his second album. And I see that, you're repping Ray on your yep, shirt today. Yep, I, I felt it appropriate because I knew I'd be talking about him today. But uh, <laughs> but I went and saw that show, and it just blew my mind. It do, it doesn't blow everyone's mind, but it blew my mind. Uh, just because he was just up there with a guitar and maybe a couple other uh, musicians with him, like a bass player and a, a bass player and a drummer, and but not the whole time. But he was just up there by himself. He didn't talk much between songs, but his songs had so much impact. And uh, and after the show, like I I waited out in the snow because it was starting to snow. I was just at the Marad downtown Indy, and uh, and waited for him. And he came out, and I I didn't even get his autograph or anything. I just shook I just shook his hand and said thanks. And my one of my buddies was totally fanboying out, like I have all this stuff for you to sign. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> but, uh, you know, great job and mentioned a couple songs that he played like thank you for playing that i know it was hard to get through and all that but but that's when i decided i was i was going to write my own songs so hmm. it's like well, i and i had written a couple before that too but that's when i really started focusing on writing good songs i guess you know in, in my own head but uh, so um you know did, did you go to college were you just like out of out of high school did you start uh, I, I joined the military when I was still in... I, I joined the Indiana National Guard when I was still in high school, my senior year.
I'm Nervous Hermes, and this is called The Day After Armistice. I'll try to make it out of bed One foot down, I'll try again Free the nightmare from my head Sometimes easy now and then Don't go that way with me You don't want it I don't deserve it Under the full moon I scream in vain And have you know it's been rough Deserve your thanks I never thought I did enough I'll try to make it through the hall Pictures and medals hanging strong My bane beside me should I fall I'll be fine, I'm hanging on Don't go that way with me You don't want it don't deserve it Under the full moon I scream in vain I'd have you know It's been rough I don't think I Deserve your thanks I never thought I did enough Through the door Aside they smile I cannot bear It's guilt in life And wanting more It's guilt in knowing People care Don't go That way With me Don't deserve it Under the full moon I scream in vain And have you known It's been rough I don't think I Deserve your thanks I never thought I did enough The world keeps changing Trying, I'm crazy. 
the tunnel of trees it's dedicated to those that are in recovery and extroverts who had a hard time staying at home
Thank you. Thank you. Moonshine and Music is a presentation of Not Less Entertainment. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. The producer for today's show was Joe Shelton. Our cameraman grip and stunt double was Brent Lee Smith. On cameras and all sorts of other things, Bailey Shelton. And our staff guru is Brent Schlemmer. Join us each Sunday for new episodes right here with Moonshine and Music.